hopefully another step in our minds and in our hearts. And if we, if we think that we have a sense of call from God, a sense of leading from Him to step out and to do something or to um, function in an area of giftedness that we're, we think the Lord may have put on us, um, what do we do next? You know, so I think I'm called, call, Lord, uh, what's my next steps in all of this? So we're going to be asking the questions today. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you and what are you going to do about it? Uh, how do we tell if it's God calling? And what steps should I take to test this call? So a couple of really sort of basic things to get out of the way first, um, just to be able to put out there for us. That, you know, when we consider if God's asking us to do something, God will never ask us to do something that is contrary to his holy word. Okay? The Bible is the standard. God's holy word is the standard for any of this stuff. So, you know, whether it's a prophetic word that we think the Holy Spirit is asking us to speak in worship or a new ministry that we're going to be stepping out and starting or something that we think we're supposed to be involved in. Uh, if it's something that's contrary to God's word, it's not from God. <laughs> uh, so that's a really, really uh, sort of big one to take a look at right there. Um, you know, some really obvious examples would be, you know, God is not going to command you to lie or to commit murder or adultery. I mean, just echoing some of the, uh, the Ten Commandments here. But how about something more subtle? Something that sounds nice but requires sort of a twist on God's word in Scripture. You know, God will never ask you to change his word or to claim new revelation that replaces his eternal revelation found in the word. If you receive a prophetic word to give, it will always pass the filter of Scripture, or it's not prophetic from God. Something else, God will never ask us to do something from which he does not have plans uh, for good and for life with us, okay? It might be scary. It might be something that you're afraid of doing, okay? Um, but we know from Scripture that God works all things together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. We test things out by their fruit, okay? Um, Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus says, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So God's call in our lives uh, even if it's something that's difficult, it might even be something that's convicting in our, in our lives, but it ultimately leads to life and to his good in us and to those around us. Some other hallmarks of a call of God uh, is that he may convict us by the Holy Spirit to do something or to step out into something, but... Condemnation is not a tool that the Holy Spirit uses. That is Satan. Conviction is from the Holy Spirit. But unholy, unhealthy guilt. Oh, I really should do this. I feel really guilty that I haven't. That's not God. Okay? Um, guilt is a twist on conviction. If we notice... All of the good things that God has, that he has created and that he uses, Satan has sort of a twisted spin on. Okay? And if we're not careful, sometimes we can mistake one for the other. 
Okay, so all of that said, we have this idea that God is calling us to something. Uh, it's kind of gone through the aforementioned items, and it might be a great and godly idea. It might be a really good thing. We have to ask the question, is God calling you to do it? Right? Um, there are plenty of good things that God calls his people to do, but that doesn't mean that it's necessarily me that's called to do it. Or who that's called to do it. Um, I've got a, a picture I want to show. I want to show you of uh, this is kind of what might happen to us <laughs> if we decide to step out into something that's good but might not be the call God has placed on us, right? We get a little bit beat up, missing some feathers, and uh, <laughs> right? No. <laughs> so you in the morning, really? Oh man, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> But, I mean, can you, can you understand what I'm getting at? That, you know, if, just because it's something that's really good to do in the church, if, if we step into it and we're not called to do it, then not only are we not functioning in the area of giftedness or in obedience even to what God has asked of us, but we've now taken the place where somebody else uh, is supposed to be called to step into, Okay. And it makes it harder for them to step into their area of giftedness and what God is asking them to do because we're sitting in that seat, whatever the case may be. So there are a, a number of ways that we can sort of try to test a call and, and to consider. And something that I, I heard a long time ago has always stuck with me, and I'm going to share it with you today um, as well. Back in the late 1800s, uh, before we had a lot of nav capabilities and, and whatnot with GPS, there's a particular harbor that's somewhere up in northeastern Maine that's really hard to get into because of the way that the currents are and the approach to the harbor. And if you look at the opening to the harbor and think you're going to just guide your ship right into it and you line yourself up visually for what looks right, you're actually going to get caught in this particular current and get smashed on this shoal on the way in, which is a bad day for everybody, right? But they figured out that if they lined up five or six poles on land and the ship approaching from the ocean could see those poles and get them aligned, even though coming into the harbor looked like they were coming in at a bad angle, if they had the poles aligned, they'd make it. Okay, and so um, here are some of the uh, proverbial poles <laughs> to get lined up when we're considering a call uh, from God. First thing to consider is that a call is God's doing, right? It's God who calls. It is God who raises up. Look at the uh, Old Testament lesson today. Um, got here somewhere. With um, Moses, Moses said, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. So the Lord will raise up a prophet. You know, he didn't say to them, draw straws, cast lots, figure out somebody that's dumb enough to take this job. You know, uh, someone that doesn't have anything going on. I mean, the Lord is going to raise somebody up. And presumably that person is going to have the right gifts and the right call for that 
for that role, right? So the Lord is going to raise up somebody from among your own people. Um, you know, when we step into a ministry or a calling, we recognize that it's not our awesomeness that got us into that spot. In fact, it's, it's really the opposite. Uh, it's um, something that God has entrusted to us, and we are stewards of that for as long as God would have us serve in that way. It is at his pleasure, at his favor that we serve in that capacity. And uh, some of the traps that we can fall into with that is that we allow it to become a kingdom or a dynasty, or that's my thing, you know, don't get in my, my turf uh, kind, of, kind of a thing. And that gets challenging and ugly in the body of Christ. Uh, freely it has been entrusted to us. In faith we receive it, and we obey with open hands and with open heart. One, one pole <laughs> on land, God, God calls us. Second pole, all right, starting to get these lined up. Um, it's a call that's affirmed in community, usually, okay? So back to the Old Testament again. The Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You're going to know who this is, okay? I mean, this wasn't probably going to be a big surprise to them, necessarily, okay? Um, <clears throat> it's a calling community. Uh, look at the gospel lesson from today. Uh, Jesus went into the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. What he was doing and how he was functioning was something that people sat up and went, whoa, that's different. That really makes sense. Wow. And then, you know, he teaches as one having authority. And then what does he do? He goes out and the authority is demonstrated in the divine power to cast out an unclean spirit from somebody, right? And people's reaction again, what is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. So it's a call in community. People recognize the gift. If God is calling you to something, it may be something that people recognize in you as well. So as you're thinking about it, is God calling me to do this? Is it being affirmed in the Christian community around you? You know, um, if Jesus stood up and spoke some words to this person, really to the demon that was possessing this person, and nothing happened. The people standing around, you know, his, his friends and family, and, you know, they might have been like, uh, bro, <laughs> you can build beautiful benches. That's really a nice gift, you know, we're, we're able to have them along the sides in the synagogue, and and you cook a great fish over a wood fire. I mean, that's, that's awesome, you know. Uh, but nothing's happening. <laughs> you're, you're, you might not be in your area of giftedness. Now, we know that that's not what happened with Jesus, you know. Um, but we've, we've seen it. If we sit here and we think about examples of where maybe someone tried to do something that wasn't in their area of giftedness. When I was growing up, I went to a, a church in the evenings that we affectionately called the crazy church. It was wonderful, you know, it was part of my formation. 
and uh, my spiritual formation, and it was a, a non-denominational Pentecostal church, and, and uh, it, was, it was wonderful. I'm glad that we went there. There was one lady who was convinced that she, was, she had the gift of music and was able to sing and lead worship. It was tough. You know, coyotes howling from the trees around the sides of the church. No, I'm being mean now. But I'm trying to be funny to prove a point. Just that, you know, if we can't carry a tune in the bucket, maybe we don't put a microphone in front of you. I don't know. God calls us to make a joyful noise. Right? So we look for that call affirming in community. So God, God is the one who calls. God is the one who raises up and gives the gift. We look for the call affirmed, affirmed in community, okay? Um, what about in your own sense? You know, like if, uh, if, if I walk up to somebody and I say, God's calling you to do this, and you're like, no, he's not. <laughs> you know, maybe it's going to be something that's a, a wake-up call to you to consider and to pray, or maybe it will affirm something that God has already been working in you. He's already been speaking, you know, to whatever degree we are able to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and discern that voice from amongst the other voices of our own hearts and those around us. Uh, what is God saying to you in your times of prayer as you read scripture, as you spend time with him, as you worship? You know, do you have a sense of God speaking to you about something? Maybe not leaving you alone about something that just keeps coming back into your life for him. So that's another, another telephone poll. Um, Another one is, is the calling aligned with your natural gifts? Sometimes that's another one to check out, you know. Um, a lot of times um, the Lord will give someone a, a gifting and a healing ministry and that person also in their life has some kind of a job in the healthcare industry or they're a counselor or, you know, what have you. These gifts sometimes align with what the Lord has given us in our, in our secular jobs. Um, musicians leading in worship, hospitality, you enjoy people, you like being friendly, you want to take care of people, you know, I see heads shaking, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe you're a manager at work, and, and you love to manage things and, and organize things, maybe you have gifts for administration that the Lord will use in a holy way in the church, <clears throat> Another one, of the, another one of these polls that we line up is um, it's something that you've been growing into. Uh, you know, maybe people have recognized a call on your life and, and um, you know, you affirmed that, yeah, I think the Lord might be asking me to do that. And then so you start to dip your toe in the water. You know, you organize a filing cabinet and you find that it's really fulfilling. Uh, or or you, you get a chance to be a part of some music or... Um, you know, maybe you lead a Bible study, you know, or you reach out to somebody that um, is lonely and you go and you visit them and you pray with them and you find that it, it, you know, it almost gave more back to you than you feel like you gave to the person you were ministering to. Um, <clears throat> it's something that we're stepping into. People are asking us to serve in that way. The church is, is opening doors. The body of Christ is opening doors for you to be able to begin to function in that particular way of serving. This is another way that we see some affirmation. You know, likewise, if we're pressing into something and it seems like we're hitting walls everywhere we go, it might be something worthy of 
praying about are these walls that are, are there because God is saying, nope, I want you over here, or are these walls that I'm being called to press through and, and to keep going? Sometimes that happens too. Um, here's a good one. If we're married, we should ask our spouse, especially if they're a believer, because the two become one flesh. And um, often our, our spouses know the real version of ourselves better than we are willing to admit to ourselves. So, uh, you know, we have this, this calling. We go to our spouse and say, am I nuts? <laughs> and they say, yeah, or yeah, and I think you should do this, you know. <laughs> and uh, so something that's affirmed and confirmed in community, as we step into it, uh, you know, the doors are opened, um, are others recognizing this gift in you? Are they asking you to serve in this way? When you do, are you encouraged in it? You know, you don't have to have all of these lined up. These are just some things to consider as you test a call, as you test how God is asking you to serve. So, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you? And what are you going to do about it? Do you have a call you've been running from? It's God's got eternity to keep coming after you? Um, do you have a call that you're afraid of? His fear is not from the Lord, and we can work through that. Uh, do you have something on your heart and on your life that you've been, you've been putting off because you're too busy, you have this, or you have that? How is the Lord asking you to rearrange your life and your priorities to be able to serve? Because the Lord provides all the gifts for the church to be able to do its mission. Uh, and I believe that all of the gifts that are necessary for Brownsville Community Church are present in the church family. God doesn't call us and not equip us. So if he has called us together as this church here at this time, we can trust that the gifts necessary to fulfill the mission that God has put us on are present. Uh, sometimes it takes a little encouragement to be able to explore those gifts some more and to see how God is calling and speaking. So... When God calls us to step out, he may be calling us away from something uh, before showing us what we are called to. Sometimes he doesn't always illuminate, this is what you're going to be heading to. <laughs> so now, stop doing this. Sometimes he says, I'm asking you to stop doing this. And he doesn't show us this until we've been faithful and obedient with this small step of faith over here. And that's a harder one sometimes. It's easier to go if we see what we're going to. But if we're just stepping away from something, you know, we might feel like, well, what's my purpose going to be? I'm going to feel useless. What if my identity was in this for so long? Now I don't know what I'm going to do. But God asks us to trust him because he loves us. He has good for us in mind and good for the body of Christ in mind if we will have faith and step out in trust and obedience. So let me pray for us, and then we'll, we'll continue. Lord, we thank you for the call that you, you promised that you place on each one of us. And Lord, we ask that you would uh, forgive us for the times and the ways that we, we function in what we want to rather than what you're calling us to, or the times that we hold on to things too long, or maybe the things that we run from, or, or don't have the faith that you'll be able to really uh, help us to grow into uh, this calling. So, Lord, we ask that you would, uh, where there is doubt, strengthen our faith. Lord, where there is fear, that you would 
embolden us by your Holy Spirit that uh, knowing that uh, your strength is made perfect in our weakness, that we would hear your voice clearly, that we would discern your call on us, that we would take the next little step in faith, even if it's just talking to our neighbor about it at, at uh, coffee hour today for what the Lord is uh, speaking to us and maybe asking us to do. Uh, Lord, that as we take steps of faith, you would give us greater ones to take, that we'd be able to follow you faithfully and with all of our hearts, and that we would see you move mightily in our lives, in our families, and uh, in this church. We ask your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand and confess our